Hello, everybody, and welcome to the JC and Bill Sportscast. I'm Bill. And I'm JC. We hope that you guys have had a wonderful Thanksgiving as we're in Thanksgiving weekend here. And we have a lot to talk about in the sports world this week. Um, NFL, you know, had some games on Thanksgiving, college football. We're even going to talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame, which is one of our favorite topics to discuss here on the show. Um, we got a, we just got a lot in general to talk about this week, JC. Yes, we do. And it also includes the Astros winning the World Series. Yeah, uh, it's been a little while since we uh, did an episode, but the Astros did win the World Series, four games to two. Uh, hopefully it was all on the up and up. So so far, haven't heard nothing, so I guess we'll see, but looks like it's legit, so mm-hmm. we can move on until next year and, and get ready. Yep. All right. Um. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take control of the wheel today, JC. Where do you want to begin? Well, let's start with I guess uh, we'll start with what Thanksgiving is for a lot of people. Besides giving thanks and the rest of that, and it comes down to two types of football. You got the NFL on Thursday, mm-hmm. and then you got rivalry work week on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah. So we're going to start with the three games on Thursday, mm-hmm. which all three were were pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Cowboys-Giants game was maybe the lesser of the three, but you start off the Bills and the Browns, or sorry, the Bills and the Lions, with, with Buffalo's second trip to Detroit in five days, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, with the massive snowstorm. And I mean, you got to love Buffalo fans because they're digging out the snow banks for all the players to get to the airport. They're so nice. Yeah. And then they then they flew back home out the game on Sunday, then flew back to Detroit. I think I just would have stayed in Detroit <laughs> for those five days. Why not, right? Yeah. And you could tell that it that had effect on the performance. I mean, they're missing passes. There's drops here and there and missing tackles. But at the end of the day, the Bills came out and the, they beat the Lions. And then we got to the Cowboys and Giants, which an NFC divisional game, you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. The Cowboys ended up winning that game. though. It was a good game. And then he got to the Vikings and the Patriots. And like I said, all three games are good games, and it rolls us into probably one of Bill's favorite college times is Rivalry Week. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about Rivalry Week... Yeah, um, I mean, right now, Michigan and Ohio State's going on as we're recording, and the Wolverines are up 11 on Ohio State, which doesn't really surprise me, because if you guys have watched my videos on YouTube in the past, I have said how I felt Michigan was the far superior team of the two, and right now, I'm, I'm being proven right. I mean, it's not over yet, but... You know, I hate to be the type of guy to say I told you so, but I told you so. So, um, so yeah, you know, we got that going on. Uh, Alabama-Auburn going to be taking place in a little bit. Uh, Then tonight, USC and Notre Dame. That's a big game for—well, it's a big game for both, but USC could get one step closer 
to a chance to be in the college football playoffs if they win. So, a, a lot of good games going on uh, this weekend to wrap up the regular season of college football because next week will be uh, championship weekend. So, um, let me get that on my remote real quick. So, oh, wait a minute. What the heck happened? Ooh. <laughs> the the magic of live uh, internet, live recording, folks. Some weird stuff happens on your TV, and you have to fix it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it, it's just been a good, you know, good week for football. The NFL had, like JC said, had three good games. Uh, the Cowboys and the Giants was the most watched game of the entire year. They had forty two million people watching the game on Thursday, which I believe is a record uh, I, for a regular season game, which is quite impressive. And it was a big division game, like JC said. It was a big division game. A lot was at stake. So, um, no, it's just been a good week all around, good weekend all around. And then tomorrow we got some good-looking games, uh, Cincinnati, Tennessee, being one of them, and then, you know, you got the Chiefs and the Rams, and we're being very generous about that statement. And then uh, you guys don't even have to watch the Monday night game because it's going to be a snooze fest with Pittsburgh and Indy, so. (laughs) Yeah, and then you got the Packers and Chiefs. No, Uh, sorry, Packers uh, Packers and Eagles Eagles Sunday night, which brings us to the most disappointing team of the NFL season so far. It's got to be the Packers. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that, because when we did our picks, you, uh, DK, and I, two of us had Green Bay win in the division. Yeah. And, oh boy. <laughs> I had Minnesota winning the division, and the Bears coming in second. And I, if I get my standings here... Uh, Chicago, well, Chicago's a game out of second, so, but, yeah, I mean, I I, I gotta agree with that statement. I think Green Bay's probably the most disappointing team. A lot of people had them winning the division, maybe getting a good seed for the playoffs. They're right now two games, two and a half games out of the final spot. So they've they've got some work to do if they're going to make the playoffs, but I, I I don't know. And the NFC is a little weak, but I mean you you lose a couple of games and you're it's lights out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean you got you're battling with the with the likes of the Rams and a few of these other teams I would expect to make the playoffs that aren't anywhere close. Right, like actually it was kind of funny because uh, DK and I we did a video. And uh, we were talking like, hey, we both had our teams. Where did the Super... It, it was the Rams and the Saints. That's what it was. We both had yeah. them, you know, winning the Super Bowl. And look at where they are in the standings at this point. So. <laughs> and that's the thing about football. You never know. Exactly. It, it really is. And then who would have thought the NFC East would be so damn good with 
every team over 500 at this point. Yeah, it's that's a surprise. I think the AFC and the AFC uh, East is a surprise. Yeah. You know. Cause, and then you have the oh, – go ahead. No, I was going to say because if we look at you know both playoff standings – the NFC East and the AFC East right now would get three teams into the playoffs. And their fourth teams are not that far behind. So they're in a good yeah. position. Yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting year. I mean, there's been a ton of upsets throughout from week to week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got some, I mean, you had the Carolina Panthers, I think being the bucks after they traded McCaffrey yep. and Anderson, you know, it's just been, it's been phenomenal. I mean, the Packers losing here. No one's was expecting that. And then they come back and beat the Cowboys after down by 14. So, I mean, it's never really over till it's over. No. And we're seeing it firsthand. This has been the most, I think one of the most even up years that we've seen in a long time. And that's the fun thing about it is because at one point, you know, when Philadelphia was undefeated, it's like, are they going to, you know, make the run? Are they going to go undefeated? Are they going to do all that? And then they lose a Monday night game to the commanders, the command skins, as DK and I call them. And now it's like, you know, all of a sudden the NFC is about as wide open as you can, well, actually, both conferences are wide open if you really think about it, and you know the 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 pundits, the the talking heads. It's like you know you're trying to pick who is the best team in the NFL right now. There's maybe four or five, maybe six teams that you can make an argument for right now as the best team in the NFL, and probably would have a good case for it. And I mean, you can't even count out some of those, some of the seeds that could be a, a four or a fifth, a sixth, or a seventh, right? Exactly. This year, I mean, it's just, it's just been a, it's actually been a good year to watch. And now you're gonna have your controversial calls. We've seen quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. But as you get more video, more social media, you're gonna see a lot more of these calls. Yeah. I mean, you gotta remember these are all humans in real life time and. Everybody's bigger and faster and stronger, so it's tougher. It does to make those calls. Mm-hmm. You know, but I have seen a few that have been turned over as the refs have got and talked together. So that is a good step. I mean, these last few weeks of the season, because we still have about six weeks to go in 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 the regular season are going to be so interesting to see how they go, where it ends up. Because, you know, we could be, right now, ignoring a team that could end up making the playoffs that we're not even talking about. Yep. So, you know, it's like, stay tuned, we're not done. Not by a long shot. No, and we could see a couple of flexes coming here for maybe potential playoff, like, or uh, playoff clinching scenarios, divisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be a, uh, like you say, 
hold on to the reins because she's going to get wild for the next six weeks. I'll tell you, the NFL is going to have a hard time trying to figure out what that final Sunday night game is going to be for the regular season. I, I could just see it in my head, you know, them probably pulling their hair out, wondering what game do we pick to end the regular season. And, and, and actually, I'll pull up the schedule right now um, to see where we could go as far... Okay, I, I got a couple at the moment. Dallas, Washington could be one. Could uh, be, yeah. New England, Buffalo could be one. Giants, Philadelphia, Jets, Miami, even Tampa and Atlanta. Because... That could be for the NFC South. So you got five games right now at this point that could be the Sunday night game to end the season. Yep. And I see they're all, most of the times are to, to be determined. Mm-hmm. So, right. So what they do is for the, all the games that don't matter, go in the morning. Then the games that do matter in the afternoon. And then you have the, then you have the uh, the Sunday Nighter, which is for all the marbles for yeah. something, whether it's elimination, division, you know. Now I'm gonna throw you something to stay with the schedule here. This is week 16. I'm looking at right now. Christmas Day. Do you see any? Do you see any of the games on Christmas Day being flexed? Because you've got Green Bay, Miami, Denver, the Rams, and Tampa, Arizona. Uh, Or do they not get touched? The only game I could see would be the... Yeah, maybe the Packers-Dolphins, but... To me, that none of those games really matter for anything at that time. I mean, the Broncos, Rams, they'll be out of the playoffs by them. Chargers, Colts, maybe for a playoff spot, but that's Monday nighter. Yeah, Boston Day. I could see Tampa and Arizona getting bounced. What about flexing the Christmas Day game? Yeah, because Philly and Dallas play on Week 16. Yep, I could see that happening. We got a game on Thursday. We got games on Saturday. We got games on Sunday. We got games on Monday. Yeah. And then you have a game on so January first is a Saturday. No Sunday. Or a Sunday, Monday, Sunday. So they have the Thursday nighters, the Cowboys and Titans. Now that one, 30. that one should be good. Yeah. yeah. That one should be fine where it is. Okay, I definitely like even, see I definitely see the Rams and Chargers here getting flexed. Yeah. But what game though? That's the question. Which one? Well, let's see here. Um Dolphins Patriots, they might be that there, might, maybe. That might be it. Yeah. The only other one I it's see pretty- is maybe the 
Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Maybe the Jets and Seahawks. Yeah. Right. It could be a game that means something to either. Exactly. I don't know. No, it doesn't look like there's anything that's appealing. Yeah. I just want to check. Yes. I just want to check the following week real quick. Uh, okay. So the Sunday night game next week is Indian Dallas. They're gonna keep that. Yeah. Uh. Then the following week. Chiefs and Broncos. Ooh. I could see, ooh, if they, that, yeah, they're going to have to switch that one because you got Philly and the Giants part one that night or that day. Switch those two. Yep. Sorry, Denver, you don't really matter this year. (laughs) No, and as a Seahawks fan, you're you're smiling, you're dancing, you're you're just, you're you're yelling because it's it's been it's been an interesting uh, story to follow, anyways. Yeah. How you're hearing all the things now that players don't like Wilson coming from Denver side. How he's confusing them. How it's just been a weird thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going to come of it. Yeah. But right, well, you're stuck with them for a few more years. Yeah. Well, and the Seahawks get a top five pick. Yeah. Um, to kind of go back to college football, um, it is being reported that Nebraska is going to hire Matt Rule as their next head coach, which honestly I think is a good choice. Even though I do not stand, I cannot stand Nebraska football. Matt Rule is a good college coach. Wasn't a good NFL coach. He's a very good college coach. As Michigan's going to run this all the way to the end zone for a touchdown. (sighs) Yeah, well, I guess I'll get solace in watching Jim Harbaugh lose in the national championship. But, but back to um, but back to the 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 hire. I I think it's a good hire by Nebraska. Um, That that. It's going to take a little while, I think, for him to get Nebraska to where he wants to be, but eventually, you know, Nebraska should be in a certain mix of the Big Ten, but, you know, it'll take a while. And then there's another Dion rumor going around that the University of Colorado has offered Dion Sanders the head coaching gig. I don't know if he'll take it or not. So... We will see how that goes. And I think Lane Kiffin's not taking the Auburn job. Yeah, that that was a smart move. I mean, Auburn's a good school, but you got a winning culture right now at Ole Miss. Why would you want to leave there to go to a, yeah. a you know number one a school that's in your conference and number two in your division? You know, yeah. Just stay where you're at, man. Just stay where you are. All right, uh, let's talk about... Actually, you know what? Let's talk about the World Cup. 
Have you have you watched any games so far in the World Cup? Uh, I've seen a I've seen a goalie kick a guy in the head and get a red card. <laughs> I haven't. I didn't see that one. <laughs> I've seen the uh, the Americans come out flat, but then they tied England. I see that Qatar has been eliminated as the first host to be eliminated after the first two matches. Oh boy, what a surprise! Wink, wink. Yeah. And I mean, obviously they had to, they paid a bunch of money. A lot of people have been had their pockets aligned for to go to Qatar, mm-hmm. and we know it should have never went to Qatar, but it has. Yeah. And now they're saying all these rules, and then also they said you can't drink beer like two days before before the the event starts. And Budweiser has was it seventy five million cans of beer that was shipped over. Yeah. So, and I heard Budweiser is going to sue FIFA right after. Ah, uh, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. And then they also said, I think they also said, Budweiser said that whoever wins the World Cup will get 75 million cans of Budweiser. Yeah, there we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, um, uh, I mean, it's just been a mess. The only games that I've really watched have been the U.S. because, obviously, with all the, the, the bribery and... Qatar having work slaves, basically, and how, like, over 6,000 people have died uh, building these stadiums. I haven't really watched, and but with the exception of the U.S. games, I haven't really watched anything. Um, I know Argentina got upset by Saudi Arabia in their first game, which, I mean, you really think about it, that's a huge deal, you know. It was so big that they actually... Gave it a national holiday the next day. I, you know what? I would believe that. I very much would believe that. Yeah. Um. So, now have you watched any of uh, Canada's games yet? No, I was working today, but they're on tomorrow, so I'll watch that. Okay. But they they do look they did look good against Belgium. They lost one nil, so it's uh we'll see what they do. Right? They yeah. they're battling team. I mean, obviously, in four years, it's going to be between the Mex or Mexico, Canada, the states, and Canada. Yeah. They all host, and they will all be in it. So, yeah. there's no worry about qualifications or anything. Which will be interesting. Yeah. Well, do they add an extra four teams or something? Um, I don't know. Now, you know, because I don't because Mexico's not even in this one. No, they are. Or they are okay. Yeah, they're uh, they're playing the, they're playing Argentina today. Right. I don't have a score in front. So they of must have qualified them through the other way. Yeah. Now the U.S. after yesterday's draw with England, which I gotta say they did a really good job against England. They're in a position, the United States, where they have to beat Iran. No tie. They have to win to qualify to the next round. That's a tall task to ask of them, but if any team could do it, it could be the Americans. Yep. Although, um, did you see a video? It, it was an interview where they asked a random fan about the, the win against Wales. I think you're going to get a little kick out of what he said. Let's miss that one. Okay. 
So this one fan, might have been from Wales or England, one of the two. He said, this is the biggest win that Iran has had since the Iron Sheik beat Bob Backlund. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yep. Biggest win in 40 years. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's... Wow. That is pretty impressive. It is. Oh, we we, we have a final... We have an upset here. South Carolina beat Clemson thirty-one to thirty. So Clemson is out of the talk. Yep, Clemson is out of the talk for the college football playoffs. So uh, enjoy the Orange Bowl, more than likely. Yeah. So, um, hockey. What's uh what's been going on lately in the the pond, the ice uh-huh. pond. Well, in Nashville, they broke a water line and had to cancel two games. I love it. Because it flooded. Because so it flooded the uh, the base the event level, which is on the and the the rink and the the lockers are on the uh, event level. Mm-hmm. Oh, now Nashville has some cleaning up to do. Uh, but on there, I mean, I guess the Golden Knights coming out flying. I think they've only lost four times this year. It's been a surprise. Uh, Ovechkin's doing his thing, trying to catch Gretzky. Next goal, he gets to number 800. Yeah. And I think you need, if you're in New Jersey, you need to watch out for flying beers. Flying beers. Because they had three goals disallowed, the New Jersey Devils. In the game against Maple Leafs, they lost 3 nothing, And after the third goal is disallowed. Mm-hmm. That's when the beer started flying. Mm. So, needless to say, it'll be yeah, very interesting to say the least. I guess the Maple Leafs they they got pulled off the ice because of it. Uh, yeah, I I would do the same thing. And then in Colorado, like that night, I was watching the Canucks game, and Elias Patterson got hit in the back of a bag of jelly beans. That someone threw from the stands. Okay, who brings a bag? Do they sell jelly beans at hockey games? Yeah, but they're probably like two hundred bucks a bag. Why would you throw? You know, I mean, we do see jelly bucks a bag. Well, I mean, you see the prices of of sports now for food. That's true. That's no, no. You're right. You're right. (laughs) You know, but I mean, it's getting to the point. I mean, how many videos have we seen of stuff getting thrown? Ah. people fights in the stands, you know, things like that. It's getting more and more where it's happening every game where back in the day, we didn't see it as much, you know, you'd see the odd one, but we didn't see it like we are today. And it's every game almost. It's getting kind of scary folks. I mean, I know in Seattle, they have, they have undercover cops who put on opposing jerseys. That way they can kind of keep the crowd kind of aim down right See, that's what they sh- that's what all sports should do yeah. i mean philadelphia has a jail and a judge on sundays in the stadium so i mean they've always been bad and then you got the bills just breaking tables well you know they do that in the parking lots yeah, yeah. but if you saw the quote from the troy lions when they were playing that that game on the sunday mm-hmm. it says 
Here's there's a list of contacts by the phone. Turn off the lights and don't break any tables yeah, on your I way out. That. I did see that. <laughs> oh that my. Good. Ohio is done. Yep. Everything wow. Oh, Ohio State, Ohio State. I'm like, have you guys seen Michigan? Seriously, folks. I mean, if if you want me to be honest, from last week, you know, with the, the, the games that Michigan and Ohio State had, Ohio State almost should have lost to Maryland last week. But you could also yeah. say the same thing about Michigan should have lost to Illinois. But, uh, uh-oh, here we go. We got another long one. He's at the 50, the 40. He could go all the way. Touchdown! Turn yeah, out it's the over. lights, the party's over. Does, does Ohio State still make it to the playoffs? Uh, not after this loss. Yeah, they're getting blown out. It's a 20, it's going to be a 22 point lead here momentarily. Does that mean TCU gets a spot? I guess if they win today and win next week. Well, they're undefeated. Yeah, they'd yeah. have to. Like, honestly, if I'm going to make an argument, I probably, if LSU wins the SEC, I'd put a two-loss LSU team. Did I say USC? I meant LSU. I, I'd put a yeah. two-loss LSU team ahead of Ohio State. Yeah. I, I really would. God, next Saturday is going to be so much fun. Yeah, and then you got Georgia up at number one. Well, Georgia's in no matter what. Yeah. yeah. I guess we'll have to see what happens because December 4th is the college show. Mm-hmm. We will find out then. I mean, we've seen some surprises in the past, right? I think last time TCU went undefeated, they got their fourth all the way through until the very end, and then they got kicked out. Yeah, they got jibbed. Yep. And now you might see a 12-team playoff here in a few years. First time Michigan will beat Ohio State in Columbus in 22 years. Yeah, since 2020. Yeah, 2000, I think. Since 2000. But, I mean... I'm not a big Harborough fan as far as I'm concerned. I can't wait to watch him lose in the, if he even makes it to the national championship. That's true. He might not. But yeah. the way the way this Michigan team's been playing this year, um I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they are gonna lose a game. You never know. But I don't th- I don't see anyone beating Georgia right now. Georgia's the only one that I could see beating Michigan at this point. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get into one of our favorite topics to talk about the baseball hall of fame. Uh, yes. they announced earlier this week, the ballot for possible enshrinement. Uh, do, do you want to do the baseball writers or do you want to do the committee? Well, there's two, isn't there? Cause we have the committee one where they'll have, right. Barry Bonds, I think. Committee Roger comes Clement. out next Sunday. Yes. Uh, and that's where I think 
you have Barry Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, Sosa are on that list, aren't they? Sosa's not on that list. Okay. Uh, hold on. Who's on that? Because I think it's the... Uh... Here, I'll, I'll get it. There we go. All right. It is Albert Bell. Albert Bell, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Don Mattingly, Fred McGriff, Dale Murphy, Rafael Palmero, and Kurt Schilling. So, does that mean we, we see Bonds and Clemens in get elected now or get into the Hall of Fame? Because these aren't the writers. No, this is a, a committee. It's a committee. Uh, I think it's made up of like for, like players that are in the Hall of Fame, historians. Um, I don't know. I mean, and we all talk about Fred McGriff being in there because he did it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and Kurt Schilling because of last year, right? He said, "Don't put me on the vote anymore," and they had to this past year. See, Schilling, Schilling is more of a political thing than yeah. a steroid thing. Because yes. if Schilling hadn't said stuff. He might be in. Yeah. And that was just before the... Or he said that just after the votes. Or when the votes were tallied or something. Because they said some of the writers would have changed their vote after. Oh, Michigan just intercepted them again. Yeah, she's done. And then you look at... I mean... Rafael Palmero, I can't see him being in. I mean, honestly. Dale Murphy, yeah, you know, he was injured. Palmero has the numbers. Let, let's say that right off the bat. Yeah. But he's in the same boat as Bonds and Clemens. Yeah, he is. Right. And then you got Albert Bell. Hmm. I mm. see the thing. The thing with uh, Bell, because I I I remember a couple years ago, him being in one of these committees. His numbers didn't impress me. No. Like he was an intimidating player, but his numbers never really impressed me. Um, I mean, I'm going to do my video in a week, but if, if I'm doing this on the spot right now, I, the only two that would get my vote would be McGriff and Schilling, honestly. I do agree with that. And then if a third, if I do get a third, and again, that would depend on if I do research, maybe Manningly. Maybe. 
because yeah, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say he's, he's MVP, six-time All-Star, nine-time Gold Glove, three-time Silver Slugger, batting title winner for Manly. Played for the Yankees. I think he only played for the Yankees. Yeah. Because the, the the thing with these committees is that they do change. Like the people change. Yeah. How many of them are going to be? like the writers where it's like we know you know you guys to to bonds and the clemens and the palmero like how many of them are going to be like we knew we know you took steroids we're not voting for you like how many of the 16 people are going to be like that yeah and i guess it depends who are the 16 people are on this committee Right. It, it doesn't say who it is. I mean, is it um, people that they played against these guys that maybe exactly. took a job away from them? That, you know, I mean, I mean, perfect examples of Carlos Beltran, who's going to be, has a chance to get in this year, and he's part of the, the Astro scandal. Right. He's on the ballot for the first time. Yeah. Um,. So, yeah, I would say for right now, and again, I'll do my video next week. The two that would get my vote for sure, because I know the rule is the max you could vote for is four, if you do vote for four. Yeah. The two that would absolutely get my vote would be McGriff and Schilling. Manningly is right now on the line. Like, he might get it, he might not get it. I'm not really sure. Yeah, he's going to be a toss-up. Like I said, I can't see Palmero. Murphy, eh, be interesting. But then, like I said, it always comes back to Bonds and Clemens. But you know, though, I, I will say this. In defense of Palmero, for getting a vote, if you know, if he does get voted, if you're going to make an argument for Palmero to get in, here's, besides the numbers, which I said he's got the numbers. Yeah. You know what his main argument could be? Is that he has been absolutely silent the entire time after he got caught. He yeah. has not gone out. He has not you know, going on to the news and the media and be like, oh, I never did it. He's just stayed out of the limelight. And I think that could be looked upon as a positive for him. It could, but I mean, I'll never forget when he said that he never took any, oh, me any stuff. Me then either. his name popped up there. And then he said the fans didn't bother him. He got so booed in Toronto that he had to put earplugs in the next day while he was then, batting. And then when he did test positive for steroids, that was the end. Yeah. Because had he not tested positive, he might be in right now. Yep. Like I say, he was quiet. He was. 
Now, with the people that are on the ballot from the writers this year, which is 28 people, that's that's an impressive list. Yeah. For, 14 of them are first-timers on the ballot. Yeah. And if I was a betting man, which I'm which I'm not, but if I was, I'd almost put a good amount of money saying that no one that's, you know, on the ballot for the first time is going to get voted in on their first year of eligibility. No. I really, I mean, yeah. I just don't see that happening at all. The bigger question is going to be from this group if anybody gets voted in this year. Well, I see Scott Rowland keeps getting it up and up and up. Does he get enough this year? Because you got to remember, the next few years coming up, you're going to start seeing some guys who will get in. Todd Helton's another one that's been getting up and up <clears throat> yep. as well. Um, actually, let me pull up who... Yeah, so Roland and Helton and, and Billy Wagner, those are the top three. Let me pull up who for twenty four. All right, twenty. All right, uh, twenty twenty four. Jose Bautista. Mm, Adrian Beltre. Mm, Bartolo Colon. Ah, you can make an argument for Bartolo, I think. Yep. Unless he comes back to pitch next year. <laughs> Adrian Gonzalez. Matt Holliday, Jim Johnson, Victor Martinez, Joe Maurer, Brandon Phillips, Jose Reyes, James Shields, Chase Utley, David Wright, Brad Ziegler. Well, we got to figure Joe Maurer's going in. Probably Utley as well. I could see it. Maybe. I think I think it's going to be when you get to 25. That's where you're going to get, you know, your first balloters cuz that's going to be Felix Hernandez. That's uh that's a no-brainer. Uh let's see who else is on here. Um hold on. CC Sabathia, he's going in. Ichiro's yeah. going in. Uh that's really it for 25 for like that's screaming at me first year. Yeah. But I mean, usually you get, you only get a couple of players in, right? So, I mean, you got these guys coming. I mean, if it's a year for someone to come go into it, this is the year. Mm hmm. And then, and then, you know, looking, going back to the, uh, the, the, the numbers here, Jeff Kent is in his final year of eligibility and he had almost 33% of the votes, which means he would need to get over 42% of the votes to get elected, which I don't see happening. No, I don't see it happening either. I mean, you got, you know, you had him and then you look at the other Name there. I mean, he's not in his final year, but you got Omar Vizquel. He had twenty three point nine percent of the votes. Mm-hmm. Gary Sheffield's at forty point six. 
Um, see, and that's the beauty of these new committees for the Baseball Hall of Fame is let's say a guy like Jeff Kent does not get in, which more than likely he won't get in this year. Yeah. If he gets another shot, it would be through a committee and he wouldn't have to wait long because the committee that he would be in meets once every three years. So he'd only have to wait three years at best to get another shot to get voted in. Yeah, and that all depends on who goes in this year. Exactly. Because you, okay. you might still go up against Bonds and Clemens. Mm-hmm. But, th- again, but there you have an advantage with Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent never tested positive for steroids. Yeah, he was just, uh, he was just a a-hole. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, to a lot of a lot of reporters and stuff. Right. And to teammates and, you know, his personality wasn't suitable for the best of situations, we'll put it that way. So it remains, yeah. you know, it remains to be seen what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting. Uh, January 24th is when the announcement comes of if anyone gets voted in. Yep. I, I just, I mean, usually, you know, if, if I feel confident that someone's going to go in through that, com- or the writers, I feel confident. I don't this year. I, I really don't. So. Because you had one going last year, David Ortiz. Ortiz right. I mean, look at the names last year who aren't on this year. I mean, there's no Prince Fielder. No, I don't think Carl Crawford's on there. Right. Uh, Ryan Howard. Mm-hmm. First, Tim Limpsicum wasn't on there. Chester Manol. Yeah. Joe Nathan. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Rollins, I think he's back on the list this year. He is. I think there's only two first years. I, I know Rodriguez and Rollins. And the rest didn't make it. Yeah. His first years last year. Yeah, it's... I mean, when they say that the Baseball Hall of Fame is the hardest to get into, this is a perfect example of it. Yeah. It really is. Like, you have to earn your way in. So, I mean, you got players like Ari Dickey's not going to make it past. Matt Cain, Ellsbury, Ether, J.J. Hardy. I mean, it's to the point where they just had to pick some names almost. Yeah. You know, I mean, none of them. I mean, Ari Dickey had that... One good year with the Mets. And then after that was kind of suspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, Beltran with his cheating scandal issue. Right. And then you got K-Rod there. As a, I mean, he, he may survive. And they got Chase and Worth who may survive. I think Worth will survive. I, I do. Yeah. And then you got a couple angel pitchers and Lackey and Weaver. Andy Pettit's on the ballot again this year. Yep. Manny Ramirez is on. You know, I mean, 
Yeah, like you say, nothing really stands out. Yeah. But I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna look up some stats and stuff, and I will put up a little article. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I'll put it, it that way. It will. And you know, after you know, because we did look at some of the future years, like you know, once you get to the class of twenty twenty five, it's like okay, well, you got no brainers here. So yeah. But we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, the committee uh, voting their announcement is going to be next Sunday night. So and that's during the winter meeting. So that'll be interesting to see where that goes. If anybody, I I do see some. I do see at least one getting in. At least one. Yeah, I I see one getting in. I could be Scott Rollins keeps going up. It just it's gonna be very it's gonna be interesting. And then if he's go down further into the future, I mean you're gonna have the year you're gonna have Pujols going in mm-hmm. first first round. The following year will be will be Miggy Cabrera because he's gonna probably this will be his last year this year. Right. So I mean this is the this is kind of like the you know how they have your peaks and valleys. Yeah. This is the valley, the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it really is. But like always, we will put our we will put our votes up there. We will put the polls up. Mm-hmm. See what you guys think. And yeah, I mean, the biggest thing will be what does Rodriguez do? Yeah, this year, absolutely. I mean, what he got thirty three percent? I think I saw. Yeah, the first. Yep. And that was his first year as last year. Hmm. So, probably Gary Sheffield, because Gary Sheffield will be what it's uh, be his last year. Will be next. Yeah, next year will be his last. Next year, and he's at fifty percent. Andrew Jones at forty-one point one. Definitely a weird, weird. Uh, Weird Hall of Fame to like <laughs> yeah, the really. toughest to get in, right? <laughs> it really is. Holy cow! I mean, you 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 probably have a harder time tracking that one than the midterm elections that we just had a few weeks ago. So, <laughs> which I have figured out how it works. So that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> How fifty percent of the people can get voted, and the other fifty get have to wait two years, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yep, because we're just born with elections. Don't like something? Election. <laughs> oh my. Well, uh, like we said, Michigan won. They're going to the Big Ten uh, conference championship game next week. Clemson is out of the college football playoff with their loss today. Um, it's it's an interesting time of the year, folks. And uh, I, I know I speak for JC when I say this. We are very glad and very fortunate to be on this adventure with you guys. Yes. And it brings us to the last question. Okay. Does Alabama make it to the college playoffs? No. They're, they're, no, no. Because <laughs> I'll... I, there's too much that would have to happen 
Yeah. Because it would be like TCU would have to lose, which is which is not out of the I mean, realm of possibility. They could lose next week in the championship. Exactly. So then what yeah. happens? Do you put a... I mean, so Ohio's done. Yeah, I believe Ohio State is done after today. So Michigan moves up to two. Yeah. I guess it depends on what happens next week. Let me look at the let me look at the rankings that we had going in. Okay. So Okay, I would yeah, Michigan would go to two. Depending on what happens, TCU would be to three. Uh, maybe LSU at four, maybe them or USC. One of those two will be at four. USC, you got LSU. What else? Notre Dame wins tonight. I can't see them being in there. Oh, no. Nine and three is a good record, but that's not going to get you in. No. Yeah. And if if Notre Dame wins tonight, then I guess it all happens to see. I mean, we sell championship games next week. Well... Okay, I'll say. And this. does that really count? If, I mean, what happens if Michigan gets blown out by Purdue next week? If USC loses, Ohio State still got a shot. Yeah. I think that's really the only way Ohio State could get in, is if well, USC, actually, if either TCU or USC lose a game. That's the only so way I could see it. Who's the more talented team then between Ohio State, uh, LSU, TCU, USC? Ooh, okay. I mean, if we want to, I guess if you're 11 and 0 and 12 and 0, but are you going to get, who would put up a better matchup against Georgia? Well, okay, let's look at it this way. Let's say TCU runs the table. They're, they're in, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that one. They sh- they should have been in. I think that was 2011 or whatever when they got right punted out at the very end, mm-hmm. which I think shocked all of us. So, okay, now okay, so now we're putting theoretically TCU in at this point. So that leaves you with the final spot: Ohio State, LSU, USC. Ohio State does not play next week. That's a no. big. That's a big thing right there. No. LSU and USC are. Then yeah. you have to, then you have to decide what happens. Because let's say let let's say LSU wins the SEC, even though I don't think it'll happen. But let's just say that happens. And then let's say USC wins the Pac-12. Who do you put in? As the fourth team, I'll be. Uh, I'll tell you what; they got a tough one on their hands this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, you do have. You definitely have three teams in the running. Well, you have four. I mean, you got two that are pretty much should clinch. But we got Georgia and LSU next week, don't you? Yeah. So. I mean, let's say Georgia wins, LSU's done. Right. You have you have USC, TCU, Ohio State, Clemson's done. I I think 
no matter what happens today with Alabama, they're not going to make the playoffs because what would have had to have happened is Tennessee would have had to have won last week at South Carolina and then win Vanderbilt. And then, like, Alabama would have had to have hoped for a lot of weird things to happen. Yeah. yeah. And I – no, Alabama's not getting in. Maybe the playoffs – maybe the college has to go to a to a four-team for the, for the conference championships. No, no. Wouldn't you want to see – I mean – you know, you could have first versus second in the other division. I mean, you would end up with some good football. You could end up with Alabama in there. Could end up with. Actually, you know what? I, I kind of want to take this on a different spin, if you don't. Okay. Let's look at the teams or the conferences that do have divisions. Would their actual conference title game happen if they didn't have divisions? So the ACC, Clemson, they they went undefeated in conference play, so they're good. And North Carolina, they're going to meet next week. They would have met if there were no conferences. Now, this is where it gets interesting. The Big Ten. If you have no conferences, it would be Michigan and Ohio State playing next week. Yep. But because you do, you have either Purdue, Iowa, or Illinois going to play Michigan. Did Purdue win? Uh, They have not played yet. Well, they're still up here in a bit, eh? Yeah. Uh, where you know what? We'll do the mid America mid American conference to be polite to them. Um, Ohio would be in at seven and one, and then I guess you could go with Toledo. So okay, so those two would be correct. The Mountain West is going to be pretty much what. I'm seeing Boise State and Fresno State, so that they're good there. The SEC. Georgia, undefeated, they're good. And LSU at six and one right now six and one. So there so that matchup would happen. And then the yeah. Sun Belt Conference, you have South Alabama, who's at seven and one in conference play, against well, it could have been one of three teams. It could have been Coastal Carolina. It could have been James Madison. And it also could have been Troy, because Troy, uh, I don't believe Troy has played their game yet today, as of this recording. So, or did they? Did they play? Oh, no, they're playing right now. Okay. So that would have been an interesting thing. Had that happened, so because yeah, you got LSU at six and one and Alabama at five and two, but LSU would hold the tiebreaker. Yeah, because yeah. they beat Alabama, didn't they? Right. But let's say Tennessee wins their game tonight. 
then Tennessee would hold the tiebreaker over LSU because they beat LSU earlier this year. But Tennessee wouldn't play... But LSU would still play Georgia because Tennessee's in the East. Right, but I'm just saying if there were no divisions... Yeah. Yeah, if there were no divisions, then... We you could have be very interesting. Yeah, it really will. Oh man, nothing but good times, and soon we'll have know. a twelve. We'll have a twelve-team NCAA playoff. We'll get there at some point, my friend. We will Which, get there. I know at a some lot point. of people. A lot of people don't like it, but I I do because of the fact that you. I mean, you have. Tulane in this year, mm-hmm. right? You'd have these littler schools I would be in that would get a whole bunch of money. Yeah. That would help out their program, help out all the programs. You know, I mean, are they one and done? Well, probably. But it's something that I think would be very interesting because then you would almost get a chance to see maybe a team that might have had a slip or two in the regular season that is a good team. That now has to come through right and win three games. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do something I haven't done in a long time. Because I used to do this. Play NCAA football on the PS3? No, no. That'll happen eventually. (laughs) (laughs) When they come out in 2024. That's when I'll get... Yeah. I used to do a thing where... I did a 16-team playoff. This was before they did the college football playoffs. Yeah. So, I'll start with who would be, like, right now, who I would consider, like, conference champions. So, I'd have Tulane, Clemson, Michigan, TCU, uh, Utah, uh, Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners, uh, yeah. Ohio, Boise State, USC, Georgia, and South Alabama. So that's 10 right there. So you have your 10 division winners. Then I would look to the independent schools because I always had a rule that any independent school that won at least eight games would get a spot in my playoffs. Notre Dame is at 8-3. Is Liberty is 8-4. They would both be in. So now you're at 12. Now, who would get the final four spots? That's where the fun part comes in. Because you have yep. to look at the teams. You have to look at them. Um, I would say Ohio State would get one of the four. I'm not going to punish them for the loss today, but they would get one of the four. So they would yeah. be in. Um, I think Tennessee would have to go in. I would think Oregon would have to go in. So it depends if Oregon wins tonight. Right. What about Washington. See that it's either Washington or LSU. That's who and then the final about, spot is. What about the Mountain West with Boise? Oh no, Boise's in by the because they would okay. have been conference champion. Boise State's in. Yeah. yeah. 
So really, in my committee, in my head, it comes down to LSU and Washington. That's who it would boil down to, ultimately. It's going to be... I mean, we used to watch the top two teams play that was all ranked, which sometimes we didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. And then we got to the four team, and now we'll have a 12 team. I think it ends at 12, though. Yeah, but I'll tell you, man, when I used to do the 16-team playoff, man, yeah. that was so much fun. I remember one year, <laughs> I had Alabama, like, they, they were a one seed one year. Yeah. And again, this is all computer generated. I did not play. I let the computer play itself. They lost to Tulsa in overtime. Ooh. <laughs> well, that's not good. <laughs> oh, man, those were fun times. Fun yeah, times. and I mean, it's... And, and that's the thing about college football, too. I mean, I didn't see Tennessee be 9-2. I didn't see Alabama be 9-2. Right. I didn't see Michigan or, or Ohio State being 11-0 and coming into today's game. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's been... Like everything, right? I think, and with this Neil stuff now, and you're seeing a lot more of the transfer portals, and mm-hmm. right where players don't have to sit out a year, it's becoming a lot more even. Yeah. So. And then you're going to have teams moving to new conferences the next couple years. Like, I think next year is when BYU and Cincinnati and Houston and UCF go to the Big 12. And then yep. USC and UCLA go to the Big Ten, which I'm still trying to figure out in my head how the hell that works. And then Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC. So, yeah, this is this is a fun time. And, and I think we should enjoy it. I, I really do. No, I think so, too. And I think the, the thing is, too, is that you're... I mean, does eventually this college get to a place where, I mean, kind of like the NFL, where the best of the best go up against each other all the time? Where you don't eventually. have all these conferences? Or is it, you know? Eventually. Because, I mean, again, I mean, you watch some of these guys play some of these powder keg schools mm-hmm. or powder puff schools. Like, where I have to actually look on the map to see where they're from. Right. And then you wonder why they get... 802 points. It's just like, you know, eventually they got it. Something's got to turn. Right. I mean, and I mean, you look at Hawaii state, I mean, for example, right. Michigan only beat one top 25 team this year till today. Ohio state, I'd be two, you know? So, I mean, strength of schedule is a big thing too. It is. And that was the big criticism with Michigan before today's game was how, their biggest win was against Penn State. And if they had lost the game today to Ohio State, they would have been done. I I really think they would have been done. Ohio State's got a little bit of a better chance, but, you know, that's why you play these games, to, to see who wins. And today, Michigan was the superior team. 
by by far the superior team. And yeah. now all they got to do win the Big Ten next week, which more than likely they're going to, and they're in the college football playoffs, and they're probably going to be a number two seed. Yep. I can't see it unless they lose next week, in which I can't see that either. No. You know. Although, although if it is Illinois, I, I'd give Illinois a puncher's chance on that one. You never know. Because they, they almost beat Michigan last week. Yep. So... I mean, yeah. To see. No, I agree. It's going to be. I mean, I always look forward to this week. Next week, I'll be working, but I always look forward to the, these these two weeks in college, more than anything. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the playoffs, right? Because yeah. then you get some good college football. Obviously, you get some good college football, or you know, you get some odd games here and there. Right? They try to get some highly ranked teams together, but I mean, like anything else, right? I mean, you could have a could have the biggest dud on on Monday night that that includes the Steelers and Colts. Yeah. Which I guarantee if the NFL could see in the future, they would not have the Steelers and Colts. You know? Uh, you know. But that could live up to be one of the greatest games we've ever seen tomorrow. In a weird and preposterous way. Yeah. You never you know. know. So, this brings me to the last story. Okay. I don't know, you probably heard this one, but... Florida withdrawal scholarship offered to quarterback Marcus Stokes after video serves him oh, rapping yes. racial slur. Yes. Which is now he's a four star recruit. It's been pulled. What's now? You say he did all the heat of the moment, that he was following the lyrics of the song. And now where does he go and where does Florida go? <sighs> well, I think Florida just moves on. In general, yeah, they they just move on. It's it's this is business to them. Yeah, with the young kid, how how old is he? Seventeen, eighteen. Uh, he is. I think yeah, I think he's eighteen. He, this is the thing. If this was. A one-time thing, like this is the first time of any record that this has happened. Then, honestly, I think because you know the United States and Canada, we are countries that, if we feel the individual deserves another chance, then we should give them another chance. Yeah. If the like, if this was a first-time thing. And he didn't mean to do it. I'd give him another chance. But if he has a repeated history, like the hockey player that was signed recently to the Boston or the Boston Bruins and then got let go right away, then no, I wouldn't give him another chance. I think he yeah. has lost. He has lost his scholarship opportunity. That's gone. Yeah. He could do either community college or junior college and work his way back up. He could do that. But as far as him getting a scholarship, that's gone. 
That's gone. Yes. And it just goes to show that you don't want to be, you know, you got to watch what you upload. You got to watch what you do. You do. You really do. You know, there's lots of eyes watching. And especially when you're in an organization like Florida. And, you know, obviously a lot of those schools have had issues in the past with, uh, with performances and players off-field antics. We'll mm-hmm. put it that way. Right? And I think he was going to the Gators, wasn't he? Yeah, he was going to, to the Gators. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, you got folks, guys, you got to watch what you say. You really do. Especially you youngsters out there. You know, if there are any youngsters out there listening to us, you have to watch what you say and what you do because it will come back to bite you in the end. Yep. You know I mean, back in the day when we went to school, some of those words were in some of the books at school that we read. Right. You know, and now things have changed. Mm-hmm. Right, where some of those books are edited to remove those words. So, yeah. Yep. Nothing we can do, except... We could tell you to join our Facebook group, the JC and Bill Sportscast, where we have over 300 members in our Facebook group, and we talk about pretty much anything sports-related. Just, you know, join in, and, you know, you're into the group, and follow us on uh, on the Twitter, if Twitter is still around, at uh, JC Bill Sportcast. Hey, Twitter, he, he cut 80% of his work crew... And it's still flower, flourishing now. Whether it's there in a week or two, we don't know. I I will say, you know, I'm gonna, I'm actually kind of glad that we're doing this right now because there is something I have wanted to say for a couple of weeks, and it's not. I'm not gonna bash anyone or say anything negative because I'm not in that kind of a mood today. I, I've been in a good mood. Actually, I've been in a good mood these last few days, Thanksgiving and all that. Yeah. If Twitter does go, if it does, you know, like if it does end up leaving, the biggest void that, or the biggest thing that's going to be missed are the thousands of podcasts like ours who. Our way of plugging our show, you know, like, is through Twitter and Facebook and all that. But Twitter is such a good way of you. If you use Twitter in a good way, like plugging podcasts, you know, you lose that. You lose a way of getting people's attention to, to listen to your shows. Will Twitter be around by the end of the year? I really don't know. I, I just don't know. But... That's one thing that, you know, gets affected is if Twitter goes down, all these podcasts that won't have a way of getting attention. I mean, you got to imagine $40 billion. You're not going to to kill that. I mean, what, do you get a tax break from that? Hmm. So he did, like I said, he got rid of 80% of his staff. And it's, it'll be interesting, I'll put it that way, I mean... I mean, he's not a billionaire for no reason, so 
I'll say this. If I'm still doing our Twitter handle, if I'm still Twitter, if if the show is still on Twitter by New Year's Day, then I know Twitter's not going away anytime soon. Yeah. There you go. If if Twitter, I mean, if Twitter is still up on January 1st, 2023, then I know that Twitter is going to be around. Yes. Yeah. And you know, all the people that left Twitter will come back eventually. Uh, I mean, I, I still get my sports like news. I still get a bunch of other stuff from it. So I just, I just ignore those people. Yeah. I ignore them. Someone's not happy. They leave. It's like, okay, what see ya. So I don't, I don't really care. And honestly, I don't really use Twitter that much except for plugging podcasts. So, yep. there. How about that? No. <laughs> I don't follow Donald Trump on there. I don't follow a lot of people on there. Just sports stuff. My life's about sports. That's all it is. Life is like sports. Just watch it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> don't get involved and punch people in the head if you're in the stands or run on the field. You know. Uh, uh, so, well, on that note, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Have a good rest of your Thanksgiving weekend here in the U.S. And come back next time for another episode of the JC and Bill Sportscast. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one. Have a good one.